0: and Dalton Kincaid out of Utah and he absolutely obliterated my Trojans what's new there he's a very fluid athlete at the tight end position not necessarily the biggest you can see him in the three-point stance on the left side Uh, goes up and back inside he flips his head back really fast which I find pretty intriguing very soft hands only dropped 2.8 percent of his targets fights into the end zone here so I think the biggest thing for him is just fluidity out in the routes had ran a very wide uh variety of routes at utah and was very productive
1: six foot three and five eighths, 246 pounds zero athletic testing that we're getting from dalton Kincaid that stems from a back injury that happened on Thanksgiving he missed the combine because of it missed Utah's pro day because of that even though some in the league may have expected him to participate in either one of those but as you mentioned In terms of receiving prowess in this class, 70 catches for 890 yards, eight touchdowns, just two drops. But after spending two years at San Diego, then transfers over to Utah and will turn 24 as a rookie during his first year in the league.
0: Yeah, super productive. Like you said, no athletic testing at a position that we really value athletic testing. And he's a 23-year-old senior. Those are both cons. I do adjust for them when I'm looking at my model and he comes out in the 89th percentile when it comes to adjusted production. He's a 93rd percentile prospect when you account for that draft capital. We think that he's going to be somewhere in the first round, if not early in the second round. Uh, His career yards per route run 2.3 is the best of the consensus top guys in this class. He was absolute menace uh against oregon and usc and some of the biggest games that utah played this last year he had the most targets in yards as a slot or out wide uh player among the tight end positions second in yards after contact second in yards after the catch and then even against man coverage 2.2 yards per route run that was 16th in college football too uh meanwhile though and this is what we saw in USC, and you see this see this in some of these clips. He had the most yards against zone coverage, had 630 of them, a sizable gap here. So I think that's kind of where he's going to fall in. He can kind of slide in and out of zones, has a good feel for the game.
1: Whenever we talk about tight ends at the NFL level, the conversation is difficult because we all fall in love with these rookies, and then so few of them make an impact during that first season. In fact, and people who watch the channel know, I love to say that really tight ends – typically don't hit their stride until they're their second team or their second contract. Now there are some not going to call them outliers, but some other examples where they certainly do. And those can be some of the best at the position. What we do see at the NFL level that works though, is either you win versus man coverage with your athleticism, or you have just like this awesome feel for zones and soft areas and soft spots and your quarterback and you are on the same, you know, wavelength. I think that's where Dalton Kincaid. 100% shines like we've seen some of these other, let's say, maybe more athletic tight ends or more raw prospects of the position come in and not have that feel of those areas of understanding coverages and the awareness, the spatial awareness of it. Kincaid, I feel like has that right now. I almost go back to what we talked about with Jackson Smith and Jigba, where there's little wasted movement after the catch. And as soon as he catches it, he rolls with that momentum. And that I think maximizes what he has instead of someone that's a bit chaotic after the catch. Like, it's a really positive to me. He's very economic with his movements.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. I think going into that, too, he has really soft hands and has a lot of trust in his hands, so he can kind of roll with where the pass is going and get upfield, and some of these other tight ends are like really either body-catching or really don't have that that trust. Uh, the weird thing looking into his profile is he didn't start playing football until a little bit later in life, and that's what why he's an older prospect, had to start at USD and then goes to Utah here. Um, obviously the big con with him is the just overall strength, especially in the run blocking. I, I think it's it, there's a little bit of a pro and con. I think that when you get him out in space and he's having to block corners and defensive backs, I think he's actually pretty good at it because he has a willingness to do so. And he's very fluid, like we said in the routes, but also if you can get him kicked out. Now, if he's just going to be blocking a defensive end on a traditional run play, he can get bodied and we included some of the clips to kind of show that. So kind of have him like my comparison is like Pat Fryermuth level type of guy, maybe like Tyler Eifert, Hunter Henry kind of we think of as an inline guy, but I think he's more of a pass catching guy. I think that's the kind of tier we're looking at. Um, I've seen like he's like plays like Travis Kelsey, which I think is like true, but obviously Travis Kelsey is like bigger, more physical, just better. The 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 like, um, when the play breaks down, Travis Kelsey's is like exceptional at that. I'm not sure if I see that level with Dalton Kincaid, obviously, but a fluid player out in space, and I think in the run game. If you can kick and get him kicked out, I think he can survive. But in line, he's not going to be your favorite guy.
1: Okay. I want to dissect that a little bit because we do see tight ends at both levels play in a variety of spots and for Kincaid, just overall last season, 55% of his snaps were in line, 45% everything else, whether that be in the slot H back, even out wide, but then it was just 35% in line on passing plays. And I think we can talk about this with him and a couple other tight end prospects in this class where the passing offense really flowed through them, mm-hmm. you know? And so when you did have a second and long or third down or even whatever other down you needed, he is the element in the passing game to get going. I think I slightly disagree with you with the blocking. I, I think he is willing and he's active. like he's a really competitive blocker. I, I think. agree with that if you go and watch that Oregon game. Uh, he really got after. I think it was number two, the defensive end there as an H back, as you said, He's really good at leading some of those cross blocks across the formation. He's that pulling blocker out in space and on sweeps. And I think on some level, in order just to stay on the field in single tight end sets, all that you need to do is to be a competitive blocker. And I wouldn't knock it as a negative on him. Again, he's he's willing to do it. And so for the coveted single tight end looks, he's gonna stay on the field for me.
0: Yeah, and I think in he's he will stay in the fields in eleven personnel, and that's the one key. And then in twelve personnel, he doesn't have to be the tight end that's lining next, next to the offensive tackle. He can be the one detached a little bit where he's actually going to find linebackers and safeties rather than having to to block on some of these DNs. I I just think when i have seen some reps he can get pushed back and i think that's just part of the give and take at the position that's so hard to find the gronks who are such elite movers and also have the yes. physicality like he's fluid he's going to get drafted in the first round because he's so fluid as a pass catcher and then maybe you can just find a man level tight end who can be the tight end who can actually handle some of those duties so he's not a perfect overall prospect but he is a 93rd percentile prospect in my model i think that you can make an argument versus michael mayer who might go a little bit earlier in the nfl draft that kincaid might profile better as a pass catcher. And I, I hope that he goes like the Bengals at 28th overall, some someone like that would make a ton of sense to me. Uh, I can see him being a yards after the catch guy. And like you said, the feel for zone coverage, I think, is like the most promising part yes. of his profile.
1: Yeah, because his man-to-man game, I think, is all about precision and positioning and not athleticism. Um, I always, I think he's a simple game, to be honest with you. Like what he does well, like the small details. Like there's this play against Colorado where he's facing inside with the corner right in front of him or the safety. And it's a 30-yard touchdown, but the ball is thrown to his opposite shoulder. And you constantly see even wide receivers adjust to it by keeping their eyes on it and like totally doing a 180. Instead, he does the smart thing and again, the style of not wasting movement where he just turns his head to look over the back shoulder and the ball is perfectly right on there. him yeah. and he catches it with ease. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of these catches can look difficult but he makes them look easy and a ton of outstanding concentration grabs, like against USC, another one against Southern Utah. But I always go back to him with like this athleticism question that we don't have. And I want to bring this up. Ooh. The question I have is is about athleticism, because I'm not saying he can't be a productive player, but we are talking where people are either ranking him top 10, like Daniel Jeremiah, or projecting him in the first round. You have to have like a true difference maker. And again, we talk about this every single week in the NFL season. Don't you think it's difficult to find like a season in season out difference maker at tight end?
0: Yeah, it's really hard to do. I would say TJ Hawkinson, people put him in the top five and he basically got traded for a day two pick swap uh, of some sorts. And I think that's where most tight ends get uh, get traded for uh, at the position. And TJ Hawkinson was considered to be a top five overall talent in that draft class.
1: So I wanted to bring this up because since the 1991 NFL draft, only 17 tight ends drafted in each of those draft classes after that have recorded a 1000 receiving yard season. 11 of the 16 are on record with outstanding athletic profiles. The 17th did not go through the process and that's Antonio Gates. I know that's like really tight parameters of a thousand receiving yards, right? Because it's very difficult for a tight end to reach that point compared to a wide receiver. But again, this is the elite of the elite currently or recent in the NFL. It's, you know, Kyle Pitts and the George Kittles and the Travis Kelsey's and the Gronks and the Greg Olson's, the Darren Waller's, the Mark Andrews, right? These are all either great or outstanding athletes and just not even having an athletic profile and Don Kincaid to know where he fits on this list. If I was an NFL decision maker, that would give me some hesitation of understanding his ceiling to be a 1000 yard season in season out difference maker. And instead maybe being one of those 600 to 800 yard pass catchers on an annual basis.
0: And getting the 800 yards, as a tight end is still a massive win, but totally. you're looking at the wide receivers, like it's, obvi- it's obvious, it's obviously we shouldn't be looking at it directly like that, but there's a reason why the wide receivers get traded for first round picks and the tight ends typically never do that. I had to make a projection for my model and I gave him like 70th percentile because I do think there's, he's very fluid. And I do think that he didn't test because of this back injury and all that he's hiding away um, from his athletic testing, like just, Based off of what you saw, do you think 70th percentile, higher, lower? He's on the smaller side, which matters a little bit. But I I see him sink his hips. I think he's got a good ball tracking ability. I think I've seen some bursts from him. That first step, I think, is pretty decent.
1: I guess my issue is it's just all eye test. Like, we don't have anything to compare him to in the right. past. The the two players that I did compare him to are Dalton Schultz in the low end. And because of that feel for zone at the top, and it's Mark Andrews. Yeah, And, you know, Dalton Schultz is a player that, I have a difficult time with because as an individual, I don't think he's great, but in a system where he was able to have a lot of opportunities, he was obviously productive in, and then Mark Andrews is just uncommon. Over the middle of the field in terms of his connection and a quarterback who loves to throw to that air of the field, too. So that was probably like in the 75th percentile for Mark Andrews. And I can even tell you where Dalton Schultz was.
0: Dalton Schultz signs for six million dollars uh, this free agency on a one year deal. So like that's to nail the first round tight end pick. It's extremely hard. Yeah. To do Now, I will say, I I do think that he projects very well for the pass catching role. and I don't think this draft class is very good. So I think that like an early second round grade, you might still have to take him in the first round because they're just I'm looking for late first round grades at the wide receiver position. I don't quite frankly see too many of them, uh, but he's not going to fit every single offense. I think there's going to be some offenses where they want to block a little bit more. I'm not sure he's going to hold up there as much. So um, I think he's a good prospect. But like you, the older side. Uh, the, the back injury definitely matters to to some degree and the no athletic testing makes him more risky than I was hoping. I was just gonna be like, yes, like this is gonna be my guy. And I felt a little bit of red flags like you were mentioning.
1: I think he is still my tight end one. I did wanna mention this note because after some digging, it stood out to me. 2018 to 2021, he had 56 catches. He only had two career force miss tackles on those 56 catches. Then this past season, when he is 23 years old, He had 16 force missed tackles on 70 catches, which is actually the third most among all tight ends in college football this season. That's a staggering jump. And I think part of it, it coincides with a huge drop in his average depth of target this year at 8.7 yards or previously it was 10, 12, 14. But I also wonder, and this is the same thing that we talk about with wide receivers and other positional players, just being 23 versus – 20 year olds that you're going against right. is a natural advantage, not just physically, mm-hmm. but mentally on top of it.
0: Do you wonder if PFF maybe wasn't grinding the USD <laughs> tape of maybe well, You even
1: it. go back to the year before at Utah, where I think he had right. just one or two force miss tackles on uh, 34 catches or whatever it was final thought, because again, there's no doubt in my mind that on a consistent basis, he can put up 600 to 800 yards. If he was to be that 1,000 receiving yard player, the elite of the elite, Mm -hmm. what is his calling card? Like, what is his special power in that? And I think it is that feel for zone and then the total lack of wasted movement after the catch. And I think his ability to make difficult catches look very easy for him in contested situations.
0: Yeah. I think his willingness as a blocker is going to keep him on the field. And I think some of that fluidity and wasted movement actually will show up against man coverage as well. I think that they, you can use him as a mismatch. We always talk about how tight ends can be used as a mismatch. We rarely see them actually move around all that much. I do think that he has enough of these skills to kind of do that. So, Obviously, we have to hope that he goes to the offensive coordinator that would want to unlock him. There's just not many of them. You know, like we can dream about tight ends, but just so hard to actually move the needle. Like Greg Olson, these guys, like much better players than I think that this draft class has. And like even they don't like really make a massive difference. You have to become Gronk and Travis Kelsey to do that. And there's like four of those guys all time.
1: This is Notre Dame Titan Michael Mayer.
0: I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what type of player he is. You can see him on the top playing some man coverage, fights through contact, sheds a couple tackles here. Drops the ball, lands on the ground there to recover it. Uh, Kind of a chaotic player, but people always think that he's like an inline-only type of guy. The way Notre Dame used him, they thought he was like some mega superstar. And that's why his production, we'll get to that in a second, was off the charts. But he's not just sticking his hand in the dirt. He will go outside, play out wide. He'll play in the slot. They have a wide variety of running, uh, run block assignments that they have him do as well. So he's not just some traditional inline guy.
1: I'm with you. What I just perceived and absorbed through the last few months of other people's draft coverage, I thought he was going to be this overpowering inline traditional tight end. And then I turn on the first game and he's getting like push passes in the UNC game. And, you know, being utilized all over, as you said, and 62% of the snaps in line, 38% everywhere else, that jumped to 40% in line on passing situations. That means he was detached from the formation 60% of the time whenever Notre Dame was throwing the football and at six, four and a half, 249 pounds above average athlete with fine jumps and agilities and a solid four, seven, 40 with a one, six, one, 10 yard split. We're getting a really interesting package here. Notre Dame's all time leading receiver at the tight end position that you said Bit of chaos, bull in a China shop, Tasmanian devil-ish game to him.
0: Yeah, they just thought he was the best player on their offense, which he certainly was. He had the most targets, receptions, yards, and touchdowns of any tight end coming on plays with pre-snap motion. He had the second most targets uh, in the country in the slot or at wide receiver, only trading, uh, trailing Dalton Kincaid. And obviously, he went off in line as well. Uh, Just a A lot of variance in the ways that he plays the game. And he's interesting because, like you said, he is not as big as I thought he was going to be based off of the reports I was talking about. That was like average athleticism. I know you want to talk about the arm link, too.
1: Can we just first bring up that whoever gave him the baby Gronk moniker needs to take a walk around the block? Yeah, because that's just unfair to this guy.
0: My comparison is he plays like the 31 or 32-year-old version of Gronk where he's being used everywhere and he wins with physicality. But I will say the straight-line ability, the lateral ability, is just not on par with like baby Gronk well, type of profiles.
1: And even to me, as soon as Rob Gronkowski touched the field on any game, he was imposing. Freak. He he was just a, a taller, a bigger-than-life figure, right? And while Michael Mayer might have that level of like competitiveness, like hit you in the mouth, went on contact, think every single play he can take the house like we showed you to open this, he's never going to be that big. Mm-hmm. And he's never going to be able to play that big. And some of it actually comes to the arm length like you mentioned, where, yes, I think he was really good at absorbing and accepting contact on routes. And he, he wins in that area. But he had 7th percentile arm length, And ninth percentile wingspan, which like in the grand scheme of things, that's fine. But he's just never going to be able to play bigger than his frame, I think. And because of that, he's a bit more limited than I expected. Maybe you all expected as being billed as, you know, the next great tight end prospect.
0: Yeah, I keep going back and forth because his production profile is off the charts, but the athleticism just wasn't there. In my model, and I'm only looking at drafted tight ends, some of these other sites, when they're referencing their tight ends, it's like any tight end that's ever even been a a prospect at all. Mine is 39th percentile adjusted spark athleticism. His weight is in the 35th percentile. His speed score, 47th percentile, is three cone, 24th percentile. His vertical jump, 31st percentile. So I would say he's... A slightly below average athlete, maybe an average athlete. I think that he plays, he maximizes it on the field because he is so physical. And I want to give him a ton of credit in uh the ground game. He, gets he can hold it. up. He gets after it. And they use him on split blocks going across the formation. Totally. He can hold his own against a defensive end. You can move him around the formation. Certainly can do that. I think what was surprising me was just I, I thought he was going to be some big just ass kicker in all all phases he's a little he tries to put you a little bit more finesse but he doesn't have the athleticism to kind of hold up there but I just want to hit this right before we get too far in here among drafted tight ends since 2005 he has 99th percentile age Great. and team adjusted production he's a 21 year old early declare 97th percentile uh, market share of yards 97th percentile career yards per game 91st percentile touchdowns you don't get productive players from big schools like notre dame who declare early too often so that's what makes this so hard to navigate is because i thought he was going to be like an 80th percentile athlete and it was just gonna be like time to go here i was left a little bit underwhelmed based off the athleticism he's like a late round one early round two guy for me it's so hard for this position to truly matter he's like so close to being like a lights out prospect but i was just like a tad bit underwhelmed
1: Hit on some more of the pros three years of really strong production, including 138 catches and 1649 yards and 16 touchdowns over the last two years. And while some of you might laugh at my arm length comment, because he still won 17 contested targets last season. That's the most in the class at the position. I just wonder what is going to happen when defenses and defenders are better. They're longer, they're faster. They're stronger. We showed on the opening play and You can see it on other snaps. The chaos, I think, stems from stiff hips. Like, there's a lot of movement. We talked about Tajay Spears, who there's zero wasted movement. Um, he's the exact opposite. Like, his shoulders are over his toes. There's like a little flat pass against Clemson. He had 10 yards of grass with a safety in front of him. And then when he gets in that open field, just turning and running, he looks like a fullback on the move. And then he tries to leap over defender who jumps at his ankles or his knees and he falls flat in his face. You know, he gets cut. So I just don't know if there is going to be that special skill that takes him from the 500 to 700 to 800 receiving yards per season type player, which is really good to the true season in season out 1000 yard pass catcher that we rarely get the tight end position but once you do it changes the entire scope
0: of your offense. yeah i think he's basically a layup to getting into that 500 to 750 receiving yards per season just because he's got great hands and he plays very physical um and he's so young and productive that usually this stuff does tend to translate i do think that there is some ceiling limitations for him i can also see him getting being a perennial pro bowler but not a difference maker. And he might get drafted as a tight end one because he's going to be such an efficient uh, run blocker as well. So there's a chance that in fantasy, he we don't like receive all of his value versus like what an NFL coach would like.
1: I think that's a really good point. Now, where do you see him playing in the league? Because we've talked about Dalton. Kincaid, Everywhere. Who's also on the channel. build as an inline player. I think some people project, project him as a 70 to 80 percent inline mm-hmm. player. Or would you like to see him utilize like Notre Dame did from a variety of spots and even the cross blocking and lead blocking stuff?
0: I think he's going to be used like how the best tight ends in the NFL are used. I think I think he's going to be used kind of like Gronk because he can win in some of the same ways, but he's just not nearly the athlete or the size profile. I'm not comparing him to Gronk, but like how the Bucks want to have an inline player, but they will also kick you out into the slot when you can. The matchup does provide you the ability to. I think he can do that. I think that he's going to be like a Pro Bowl level player. Uh, it's just d- debating the tight end position versus other positions. It makes this really hard to do. Just we see TJ Hawkinson get flipped for like a a day two pick. It's just hard to kind of make it. Like maybe he can be like Hawkinson, who I think is underwhelmed versus where he's gone, but like wins in all phases. Like maybe like we thought he had a chance to be a really diff- big difference maker um, after the catch, but it hasn't really translated. I can see that Michael Mayer kind of doing some of that yeah, stuff.
1: I, I kind of want to. Again, ask that question because there's a good chunk of players in the league that hit that 500 to 750 yard mark. And that can be anywhere from like Dalton Schultz to like Tyler Higby, for Mm -hmm. example. And a lot of that is because of the offense that you're in being able to be out there in single tight end sets and two tight end sets, and then just the opportunity that you get the real difference makers. And I wanted to bring this up since. The 1991 draft, these are all the tight ends that have been drafted since 1991. There's only been 17 that recorded a 1,000 yard receiving season. 11 of the 16 on record are outstanding athletic profiles. The 17th is Antonio Gates, which we can probably put in that tier. There's still a chunk of them, four in Mark Andrews, Delaney Walker, Zach Ertz, and even Tony Gonzalez, who had average to above average athletic profiles. And that's here where Michael Mayer fits with his athletic testing so he's not in the green at the top he's in that yellow area are you comfortable um not projecting him in this grouping but do you think he has enough skills because to me that's what you said like his difference is being so productive at like a big time program that like that's his best trait at the moment
0: i can see him being Zach Hertz. Like, okay. I, I think, I think there's definitely paths to him doing that. And that's why we should expect first round prospects to have a chance to become Zacherts. Like, I think, I think that's kind of the the range we're talking with. So um, I think it'll be used everywhere. I, I just think coaches will like him maybe more than we do. And I think that there could be a cap ceiling. So that's why top 15 overall player. I just don't see that. We've learned our lessons with like Noah Fant, T.J. Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts, who like, by the way, watching these prospects going yes. back to the Kyle Pitts, makes I'm like, what planet yeah, plan was Kyle Pitts from? This is insane stuff versus these guys.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't need to pump my bags on Kyle Pitts anymore. But again, watching these guys makes me more optimistic of what Kyle Pitts is is going to be. Again, he wants to hit you in the mouth. And I think that is a really admirable skill for the tight end position where it's so difficult to master multiple phases of the game, because these guys sometimes have to be the sixth offensive lineman or be the fourth or third wide receiver. And he, he does show that balance, but if like just comparing him to Dalton Kincaid, he definitely does not have the same feel for zone after the catch. Again, I don't see the same explosion that is going to be a real difference maker at the NFL level. I thought, and then contested catches. He's great on it because he embraces the physicality. But I wonder because of that length and then just the above average athleticism that we see right now, if that's going to translate as much as it did this past season at Notre Dame.
0: I want to end on a high note, 97th percentile in my model, 21 year old from Notre Dame, first round draft capital can do everything that a coach is going to ask of them. It's harder to just hard to find those type of guys. So um some of those numbers, man, like Notre Dame really treated him like he was the best player on the field, period, schemed him up stuff. And you just don't see it. We always talk about how like Belichick and everybody will be like, we love the tight ends because they can be used as mismatches. You rarely see uh, coaching staffs actually try to deploy that these tight ends in that way. Notre Dame did do that. There's no denying that. So I think that there is still some upside chances. So I'll, I'll put them up tier or two above the Hayden Hurst types. I think he's going to be a pro bowl level player. I just don't see like the gronks or anything like that. Obviously. Right. But the ones who did it nearly every
1: single year or for multiple seasons mm-hmm. had that one exceptional or two exceptional things about them. Mm-hmm. And I kind of struggled to find that. Yeah. When watching Michael Mayer, but I'm with you, like he will come in and maybe in year two or year three, like develop into your primary tight end, because it's so difficult to even do that as a rookie, no matter what we think yep. about any tight end prospect. Have you ever been on vacation after a long day of activities or sightseeing? You have a night in, room service, bathrobes, and television or movies. And when you're in a foreign country, you scroll Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you have. And you realize that the library of content there is so much larger than it is in the United States. You start a new show, a new series. And when you get back home, you realize... You now have to find that on a different service or pay for it in a different way. That is where Surfshark comes in. It's a VPN service that lets you virtually travel the world with a tap of a finger. You can go to Spain, Canada, Costa Rica to watch the content available in those countries. So you can try Surfshark today totally risk-free with a 30-day money-back guarantee. And get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deals underdog or enter promo code underdog for three extra months for free. You heard me right. Three extra months for free. That is surfshark.deals underdog. This is Georgia tight end Darnell Washington.
0: There are other tight ends who can play inline, but if you are looking for a pure inline tight end Darnell Washington is that guy is the biggest tight end in the draft class and had some pretty good athleticism numbers as well.
1: Six, six and a half, 264 pounds, a great athletic profile with a four, six, four 40 with that one, six, one, 10 yard split, outstanding shuttle run, great broad jump and a bad vertical, which kind of stood out weirdly, but maybe even more awkwardly. Hayden is his 45 receptions for 774 yards and three touchdowns. Over the last three seasons now at Georgia and specifically with Todd Munkin, they used a ton of tight ends and they had a wealth of options at that spot. But if you do the quick math on that, that's an average of 17.2 yards per catch at six, six and a half, 264 pounds. He's an outlier.
0: Total, total outlier. My model likes him in the 85th percentile when you adjust his production because he played for a really good program and declared early. He's going to be 21 years old. If you look at his per uh, game stats, not that impressive. 33rd percentile among drafted tight ends. But like you said, he was also playing against Brock Bowers as well. The reason why I called him an inline guy only is only 12 of his targets last year came in the slot or outside. Uh, 33 of them came in line and he's not gonna win against man coverage all that much he only had seven targets against against man coverage according to sports info solutions on them only 0.5 yards per route run so i think if you're looking for basically like a six offensive lineman in quotes yeah i think that's more or less going to be his role i think that he has a chance to develop into something more as a pass catcher but right now the passing or the production profile isn't all that intriguing to me this is just a bet on size athleticism, maybe a little bit more in the production when he's not going to be dealing with Brock Bowers. Let's start with the positives. He does
1: change the numbers up front because as your inline guy, if you're talking about twelve personnel or even single tight end stuff, you have to be conscious every single time of what player you have either on the outside edge of him. And they use a ton of split zone looks with him working across the formation on play action. And it is just hilarious to see him go against these like filling defensive backs in the lanes. Uh, because he can just throw them down, you know? Yep. And if you are looking for a player to, I'm not going to say dominate the seam, but work down the seam, he makes that a lot easier because he changes the trajectory of where the quarterback has to throw the football. Like we talk about all the time, these quarterback prospects having to layer these throws over top of the linebackers, underneath the safeties, you can kind of throw just a laser and he yep. can go up and catch it at the top. Play action, about half his snaps or half his receptions. That was the name of the game for him. And then just, I would say, despite his size, which we'll get into a moment, he did show the occasional, I'm going to adjust to this awkward catch. You know, it could be one hander over the shoulder. It could be the ball is going to his back shoulder and I have to totally flip it and then adjust in the air, some low catches as well. And again, for a bigger body that we rarely see, those are all positives. And again, these small sample of just 45 catches that we saw.
0: Yeah, that catch radius is 95th percentile height. He's a 90th percentile adjusted spark athlete. Once you kind of adjust for his weight, like you said, 87th percentile speed score, which is weight adjusted 40. So there are some yards after the catchability. Like the first clip that we showed was like a very freaky play. So he has some upside. There were some other times where I didn't think that he had uh, enough explosiveness, just because he's so dang yeah. big and how Georgia would use him. It was flats, little leak routes, some seam passes, like you said, but for the, for the most part, it was like. Chip and release, throw you into the flat, or play action, drag you across, and not like running like a bunch of like option routes downfield. It's not like, no. oh, we have a safety on him, it's time to go to Darnell Washington. It's more like we have a play action and it's gonna work because Darnell Washington's gonna run your ass over in, in the in the ground game, and yeah. then we kind of leak you out in space.
1: Again, Munkin did though have a bunch of multiple tight end sets and there were times when he was like split out there as like an X wide receiver in ISO. And there were other times again when he did have a safety or even a corner on him where they lobbed it over his shoulder and he just would slow down because it would be impossible mm-hmm. for that defensive back to get over him. And there's no need for him to turn and high point in any of those situations. And just to put a number to what you said after the catch, he did force 14 missed tackles on 45 catches, which is a really good rate mm-hmm. for a player this big. Now I do want to bring up the size. I don't want to call him the elephant in the room, be cliche here. Is he too big? You know what I'm saying? Because I have a real fear of this. Oftentimes we bring up size that equals potential, right? But I don't always think that size means better if you catch my drift here, because Mm -hmm. what I at least saw, and this is a weird image for all of you to think of, we all had that one person in seventh grade who was just going through puberty before anyone else was just massive and was the first pick at recess, regardless of sport. Right. And because he was just taller and bigger and could bully people with his physical abilities yet, because of that, some of the maybe shorter athletes like you see on the field can chop him down. Like just a leverage game. He is always going to lose it because it is just impossible for him to get his pad level lower than any defensive backs and any corners and any linebackers.
0: Yeah, that's why I don't think he was as successful against man coverage. And that's why I think he's just going to be somebody against zone, get him on play action where there's a little bit more space to work with. I think that's going to be his game in the receiving game. Now, when you're talking about too big, they would try to use him in space. And he just about did every single type of block that you can possibly have. It's very pro style offense. We're talking with. I did think that his size would hurt him if he was trying to get out in space and run block. Now there would be some plays where he would miss the corner, the corner would be able to get around him, but, but if he's been afterwards, Yeah, that corner is like absolutely gone. Some of the funniest things you'll ever see. So I think this guy's going to be dominant in the red zone because some of these limitations where you're talking about getting chopped down and stuff, you don't really have to have in the red zone. Just go up and get it at the catch point. He can do that. I think that he's going to be one of the best uh, run blockers in the league. But I think that if you ask him to get out in space a little bit too much the height the size does work against him. like you said the seventh guy seventh grade guy at recess yeah.
1: and to take that analogy one step further i think that size creates some awkwardness like there are some plays that you watch and you're like what the heck is yeah going on here like it just looks like he's flailing or whiffing and it's because that size again just equals awkward moments and you get that in his run blocking too he reaches he overextends but what I do love about him is that in those moments, he's aware of it and he's still competitive, like he'll loop back around or we'll try to box him out and mm-hmm. get in their way. He definitely has competitiveness. Like it's somewhat similar to what we saw last year with Jelani Woods, who obviously tested like a freak was six foot and there are six, seven and a half. So even taller, I think Jelani Woods was like learning how to play football and was solely a receiving role player and actually probably produced more as a rookie than I was expecting him to. I think Darnell Washington understands football and he just, I think has to, utilize his frame and his body in a different way and have to be coached in a different way than a bunch of these position coaches do with let's just say normal body types in
0: the league yeah we're talking about a five-star athlete on top of this like this he was supposed to be the guy this entire time so i think that he has a chance to develop more he's very young he's 21 years old i have an upside comp tell me if you think i'm crazy martellus bennett who was like definitely at times more of a run blocker but had a couple seasons where he was a tight end one maybe depending on landing spot that's what darnell washington could do but i think if you're if you think he's going to be like an 800 yard receiver i think that you're probably asking too much for his body type i think that he's going to be on the round one two border some teams are going to like him way more than others i end up putting a second round grade on him just because it's hard for these tight ends to really move the needle and i think if i am rolling the dice i kind of want somebody that has a little bit more. Of a ceiling when it comes to being a pass catcher, but I, I'm not going to rule out big time growth for him. Maybe even on the second contract because he is so damn young, right? And if he hits,
1: he's just different than Special. anyone. Yep, you know. And I love when we get players like that because it breaks the mold. Uh, I just can't get over some of the awkwardness in moments. It's it's, it's fine though because. You're just gonna get those. Like you're gonna have to live with plays where he looks like a bumper car and just bouncing off people and going nowhere.
0: I will say when I was watching like even Kincaid and Meyer, who like more agile well, players, even them at the top of the routes, they would fall. And like yeah. that, just like the reality of like if you're six five to sixty-five, you weren't supposed to be also the most agile player. So I think everyone, every single one of these tight ends has that to some degree.
1: For sure, because I would say the awkward moments get balanced out by his competitiveness and then just the extreme highlights he also puts out there too so it's a little give and take with both and because of that you're just going to get a almost unicorn style Mm -hmm. of player every single sunday that you get to watch and i'm a fan of that
0: and worst case if the titan stuff doesn't work out add 30 pounds and let's see what you got at right tackle
1: (laughs) i think a lot of people are going to say that he would really need to work on his footwork and his balance in order to do that his little kick slide and kick step because i'm uh,
0: mostly trolling we'll retweet this in 10 (laughs) years when i'm when he's an all pro right tackle but i'm mostly trolling as a rookie as you
1: said, like 12 personnel makes a ton of sense in line, end of the line guy that change the numbers. And then he can, I think, make some damage early on where a lot of rookie titans don't in play action and just develop him as he goes along. I cannot wait to track his career. If you want to check out the other prospects that we have on the channel, hit that subscribe button, the notification bell, tons of running backs, tons of wide receivers going all the way from round one to the middle rounds. And you can draft all these rookies as well on Underdog Fantasy, the only place to do it. The link is in the description down below. We'll see you next time.